Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Um, it's been Pride Weekend in D.C. and the energy has been fantastic. And we just want to give a big shout out and a warm hug to everyone in the LGBTQIA plus fam. Cheers. This week on the podcast, we have Joni of Seek and Sip Travel. Joni is a full-time ICU registered nurse during the day. And when she takes that cape off, she is a worldwide traveler and she opens up her travels to anyone who wants to come. Listen to our very intense conversation about travel with Joni of Seek and Sip. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Hey, Glennis, how you doing, girl? Hey, what's going on? Let me tell you this. I am really, I was really bummed that I missed our podcast with um, Living Roots uh-huh. and Colleen. Mm-hmm. So um, I finally opened up this box. I was like, what is in this yeah. box? Yeah. Six bottles of marketing wines from her. And so I figured, let me open uh, one. Colleen knows that we're giving her her props. Mm-hmm. And I open up the honest hot day of all days. Yeah. So I open up this one. The, Which one is it's that? The Cabernet Tonight. Oh. Good God Almighty. This is it thing good? is phenomenal. <gasps> look oh, look at, at the color. color. <gasps> I mean, oh if the color, the color is indicative of the silky satin mm. smoothness on the palate. Oh my the tannins and the fruit are so very well balanced. It's, you know, at first I was like Tanat, and for me, some Tanats give me overly tannic and overly mm-hmm. acidic. Yeah. But this thing, I was like, wait a minute, what's, what grapes are these? What grapes are these? <laughs> Colleen, I'm so sorry. I missed that podcast broadcast. But I am giving you, and is it Sel or Seth? What's husband name? Seth. Seth. <laughs> Seth. Giving you all your props on the first bottle that I've opened up. It's your Cabernet 20, your Cabernet Tonight 2020. Cheers to the both of you. Y'all put your feet in this. I don't know. It's like the Lucy Ricardo moment in it, but it's not in it. I've opened two already. Because she, she sent us many bottles, but I opened the bubbles already. So one is a Riesling Pet Nat, and it is fantastic. And then the other one is a, a sparkling Riesling. I think it's called Super Fizz. They both yeah. are great. Are they? Yeah, the Super Fizz is on the, it's like a sweeter style Riesling. Uh-huh. But um, that Pet Nat Riesling is, I listen, I don't know what y'all did, but it's amazing. It's Girl, amazing. Well, I- Hey, I don't drink bold, heavy reds when it's real hot. Because, yeah. see, I'll get to sweating and stuff. Like I yeah. said, people <laughs> think I have Ebola because I'm sweating and shit and stuff. <laughs> but this thing right here, girl, let me tell you, I would just have to sit in the air conditioning and be like, doo-doo, living my roots away. Here we go. Here Man. we go. Let's see y'all. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out to Living Roots and Colleen because she hooked us up big time. Yes. Big yes. time. Um, did you go out this weekend? Because the city was crazy. It was so yeah. much going on. I went around the Beltway, honey. I uh-uh. I stayed in like Silver Spring area and then went to the Quarter Deck um, restaurant and had crabs on Sunday. Um, no, so I did not come into the city. I'll be in the city tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, mm-mm. it was it was tough trying to stay out of the city because I um I live I live in the city, but I'm very very close to Maryland. But um. Not only was it Pride Weekend in D.C. and the parade was happening on Sunday, there was a march going on. And then it was the big Rosé Fest 
um, happening at the National right. Harbor. So I felt like it was people in traffic, like everywhere I tried to go. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, um, I went to an event at Black Ankle um, called Crumbling Rock versus the World. So Crumbling Rock is one of their Bordeaux style um, blends. And it was actually the, the first wine that they released when they first opened. So anyway, what they do is they like to see how Crumbling Rock sort of compares to others, other, the same style of wine from other regions. So we were giving six wines blind and we had to rate them one through six with one being our favorite. Uh And, um, you know, they gave us a cute little cheese plate. It was really fun. I ended up choosing, um, crumbling rock. Some of the wines were, there were two from France. Um, there was one from Washington and then one from Napa. So they tried to, you know, give a nice variety, but it was really cute. It was a fun event. It was fun. Nice. It was outside. Um, the weather was nice. It was great. It was great. Excellent. And you got out of the city. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yes. And I got out of the city. Yes. <laughs> so we have a special guest who's a friend of the podcast Woo-hoo. joining us today. Joni. Joni, Joni. Hey, girl. What's Where up? Where are up? you in the world? What's up? <laughs> we see your background. Where are you right now, Joni? <laughs> I am sitting in uh, the shop, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Woodline neighborhood, Southside Chick represents. Stand up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, my ladies, how y'all doing? Good. How we are, are you? We are doing great. I have no. Where are you all? Highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, introduce yourself to everybody and tell everybody what you do. So my name is Joni Riles. I am the founder of Seek and Sip Travel. You can find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, Seek and Sip Travel. Um, Those of you who are personal uh, friends, but I won't even say that. Just, you know, if you shoot me a a friend request, I'm probably going to accept you because I love everybody. So you probably seen me talking mess on Facebook for the most part, but that she is me and I is me. (laughs) Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so Founder of Seek and Sip Travel. Uh, we travel the world perf- um, searching for the perfect sip. Uh, we are concentrated heavily in wine, but we, you know, we, ch- we, you know, we, we cheat a little bit on wine. We dabble in the spirits world as well. So, you know, we love us a good cocktail or a shot, you know, every now and again. So, yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> so, that. where are you off to next in search of the perfect sip? Well, let's see. Um, I am planning uh, for New Orleans next month. I will get Tales of the Cocktail. Okay. Um, uh, WSET is actually going to be there as well. So this is the uh, 25th anniversary for Tales. It's also the first time we've all been back um, in each other's presence since um, COVID hit. So we, it's been what, this is like two years we haven't been together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be back. I'm so excited to be there. Um, August, I have, um, August is like family stuff. So I'm going to go to Vegas to a couple concerts with my children. And then September, I'm taking off to uh, Washington, the uh, Red Mountain ABA area. I'm going to spend some time with uh, Shay Fritchett. Um, nice. Watching her do her thing. I'm going to do some, make two, maybe take two weeks and just do some personal wine tasting. October, um, we're going to go, uh, I have a trip planned to Santa Barbara, California that I'm launching this week. Nice. Nice. Very cool. So how did, how did you start? Um, how'd you start 
your your business in wine because I saw in your bio I had no idea you were RN. Yes, ma'am. Sixteen years. Wow. 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 Uh, critical care ICU. Um, oh, <laughs> Lord, and you you deserve a drink if anybody does. <laughs> yes, 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 and and when the people on your trips drink too much, you can take care of. Man, and it happens more often than you realize. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. (laughs) Um, let's see. So, yes, 16 year uh, career ICU uh, nurse. Um, although I feel like in the next year or two, I'll be retiring from that to focus on uh, wine travel 100%. Um, I like to say I started my business. so for my 40th birthday, my best friend and I, really quick, because it's a long story, but I'll make it short. It's in my bio. We took a trip to Italy and we planned this trip. We wanted to go. We got this travel agent and she pretty much just sold us a trip. She didn't really take the time to kind of figure out who we were, what we wanted to do. There was no planning involved in that. So we, you know, and we kind of figured out we weren't going to get that from her. So while we got over there, I was like, you know what? The hotels weren't necessarily what we liked. The excursions were okay, but I was like, you know, we're into wine. You know, we're, we were baby, you know, just, we were still on, on the Moscato, you know, that's all we knew. <laughs> but still in all, we wanted a good wine experience while we were there with right. everything else. And I found myself planning a whole trip. So really literally scrapping and saying, no, we're going to go here. This is the restaurants we're going to we should be checking out this wine, you know, that kind of thing. And um, always kind of been the party planner of my family, my friends. So I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this for people, I might as well just go ahead and make it a business and get paid. So over time, just kind of fine tune the vision of it because I didn't want a business where I just did all kinds of travel. So I just married my two loves, wine and um, travel, married them together. And that's pretty much how Seek and Sip was born. That's the abridged version, if you will. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I totally um, can relate to who you pick as a agent for your travel. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if they don't sit down and have a conversation with you ahead of time as to what type of hotels do you stay at in the states then they could kind of guess what you will be able to tolerate internationally mm-hmm. because the the stars don't literally they don't match up when you say this is a two star over here and this is a four star here and this is a one star so they really do need to talk to you and i i told i wholeheartedly agree Yes, that that whole star system is pretty non-existent in Europe. You know, it's something that, you know, Americans was, we love classification now. You know, we're going to classify you. (laughs) (laughs) What you is, girl? We're going to classify you. Exactly. Um, Wait, so y'all are saying that the star, like the classification, like say I go on like a trip advisor and I look up a place and it has, it's in say Paris and it has four stars. How do I know where the stars are coming from? I don't know. Is that what you're saying? You don't know. Wow. It won't be. It, it doesn't. Ne- and Joni's right. You. It, it might not necessarily be equivalent to what you're used mm. to, to a four star here. Got you. Okay. If you get there, their four star might be to us a two. And you're like, mm. what in the hell? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, man. No, oh, oh. a lot of no. times, too, Europe kind of based that on service as well. Well, we kind of look at the aesthetic of a okay. hotel. So, for instance, we got we stayed in a hotel that had flowers on the comforter and, and the drapes and the, and, the, and the window treatments. I don't stay <laughs> in hotels with flowers. <laughs> right. You'd be <laughs> like, what year is this? <laughs> I'm not doing it. But it was a highly rated hotel because the service was so good, which it was. So with us, you know, we kind of, you may not get the best of services or it might be mediocre, but your room is, is popping. It's nice. It's Mm -hmm. modern. You got, you know, the sleek features and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. that might make it, or you may have a more traditional decor, but it's plush. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like you got the Ritz Carlton that has more of the decor, the traditional um, decor, but their service is top notch. And the, the, mm-hmm. the, the sheets are, you know, 45,000 thread <laughs> count, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a difference. And you gotta, you gotta need to kind of learn the how you need to learn how to read between the lines when it comes. To exactly. Business. So I have a exactly. question for both of y'all then, because y'all travel a lot and shit ton more than I do. So um, with prices, like everything is super high right now. Mm-hmm. So is there something you sacrifice for something else? There's something I sacrifice. Well, yes. But I'm going to let Glenn go. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Um, for me, when I'm traveling more than three or four hours, I might take go down a couple of stars in the hotel as long as it's clean. Okay. And they, they, see, I like service, but I do not compromise in cleanliness, so I don't want to see no bugs. I, I don't want to smell no carpet. But when I'm flying over the pond, I got to be sending business above. So I'm not sacrificing that because I'm not sending no fly. I call them flying cans for eight hours like this. Nope, not gonna do it. Um, yeah, so I, I I have sacrificed a little bit more for airline travel versus what I'm doing on the ground, or I might just sacrifice a tour or something like that. So, but I do a lot of pre-planning. Yeah, nice. I'm kind of wiggling this on that one, but I think before um, my money situation was a little different a few years ago, so I can afford a business class ticket. I'm just keeping it real, you know. There you go, sis. Please do, because I have never you know. business class. <laughs> it's worth everything. Hey, listen, and I might have to make a pimp decision or two in a minute because these flight prices are ridiculous. They are terrible. They really yeah. are. Yeah. And so everybody got to expect they adjust their expectations when it comes to these hotel and flight prices, but. For me, I think I sacrifice number one frequency. So I don't travel as much as I would like to because I save a little mm-hmm. bit more because I need mm-hmm. a good hotel. Like I can't just lay my head down anywhere. So, right. you know, y'all already know my first thing is the, the flowers. I don't want to see no flowers <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> I don't want to see flowers. I don't. Um, and then now that, you know, and then being a little older now, I have to try, like business class has spoiled me. I cannot go across the pond, you know, uh, uh, over there and beyond. I have to be in business class. I need to stretch out. I got to sleep. So being in a, being, you know, 
I just you know, all praises to the budget travelers that do it, but right. I, I you know I don't have the time Not- nor the patience to do all of that. You know, the the finding the flight and then praying for a whole row and but she was at, like she was saying, yeah, those are some things that you do not, yeah, you don't, you don't really want to sacrifice. It's because the services that you get flying business class on certain airlines, when you start adding up the other airlines that nickel and dime you for everything, right. you're like, well, the hell, I don't pay right. for sitting up front because you talking the minimum amount of weight on a bag, then you got to pay for that bag. And then you don't get the amenities once you land and you got a four or five hour layover, especially if you're going into Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, it's just totally ridiculous because I tell everybody, I really feel um, like Emirates takes my money, but sometimes you got to feel like it's worth it to you because when they send the car to pick me up at my house, mm-hmm. which is part of the plane ticket, then Oh, wait, that, wait, back up. You said that's part of your plane ticket that you can oh, pick yeah, up at you your house? Business, when you book business with Emirates, this was uh, from here to Dubai, and we're going on Dubai to Thailand. So you could be with your neighbor next door. If they book their own ticket, they send the two cars. So it's not <gasps> like, oh, I'm in your neighborhood. Wow. Let's pick up three people. It's per ticket. So yeah, they pick you up, um, drop you off at the airport, help you with your bags, and then your whole business class experience starts with the club in the airport. So mm. then you start tasting. And when you get to Dubai, that whole Moet counter, good tamari, they got a whole Moet lounge. I said, I'm going to sit here and drink two, $300 worth of rosé mm. top shelf. And then even on the plane with the actual lounge that's on the plane. It was a lounge server Louis plane? XV. Clearly a I lounge. know nothing. What? Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> they serve in Louis Fifteen. Your welcome cocktail when they when they, when they wait for the because you know you bought first. Yeah. <laughs> for me, they're pouring Boucle Coat as their 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 average champagne. Mm-hmm. Just while you're sitting there waiting for the plane <laughs> to to leave, and you know you wow. get your yeah your your rag your your the rag or the cloth whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Clean your face. Well, this is pre-COVID anyway. I don't know if they still do that. Um hmm. cloth. But and from there, service all the, the, the whole 12 hours from hmm. here to Dubai. And then wow. when you get off, and if you have a 13-hour layover on the return, we had a 13-hour layover. She said, No, Miss Hill, we have booked you a car and a room <laughs> at the La Meridian. So you have your own access to the um, front deck to there they have a door and access just for the passengers who they're bringing from Dubai airport to the La Meridian mm. which is the business class hotel the first class hotel wow. is totally different and all these car services back and forth and they said well your flight's leaving at such and such time what time would you like your wake up call because your car would be picking you up at this door to get you back to your a private access for just business class travelers to check in and check their bags back. <laughs> I, it's worth it. I mean, just the experience is worth it. And I think a lot of times that people who are, you know, they're like, I'm on a quest for my 42nd country. You know, they don't care about, they're not spending top dollar on plane tickets. They're staying in hostels and 
couch surfing and you know budget ain't doing that I'm not doing that. So Tanisha, I, I didn't realize what a hostel was. I mean, I sort of had an idea, but she broke it down and she's done the couch thing. She's done the couch surfing thing and she's done the hostel. I was like, God bless I don't know if I had that in me. Mm-mm. I don't no, I know. Don't. I don't know. Yeah. My mama didn't play that. We couldn't spend a night over people's house <laughs> and that kind of just continued with me as an adult so <laughs> no I can't do it I mean the safety factor by it's like how mm-hmm. do you know you're safe yeah it's a huge trust factor and yeah. I just don't trust people like right. that mm-hmm. I just don't I wouldn't get any sleep yeah you know I would literally be curled up on the couch <clears throat> with my little backpack eyes open trying no mm-mm yeah, a- luckily, Tanisha, she's had some fairly good experiences staying um, on people's couches. She said they'll make breakfast and dinner and they were very nice and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah. I'm mm-hmm. too much yeah. of a germaphobe for that because the first yeah. thing I go in there and they got a cat, I'm gone. <laughs> you can't cook for me. Mm-mm. And I've heard some, I've heard mm-hmm. more good experiences than bad experiences like yeah. that. People are just so excited to have. First of all, you know, especially when you're, when you're a, a black person and you're going to countries that aren't accustomed to us, and then you come mm-hmm. from America. So a lot of times people have preconceived notions about who you are as a black woman when you're coming places. And so they're intrigued and don't don't have braids or the dreads or your natural hair. Like they are very intrigued, but a lot of times they're just curious to know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be true across the board in travel. I've had way more great experiences in travel than I have negative ones. Or hmm. I think I felt more racism here in this country than being in other countries. Hmm. Um, I would agree with that, except for one country that I, you can have. I ain't never going back there because it was horrible. Sorry. Tell us. Racism. Spain. I, yeah. I knew you were gonna say Spain. Yeah. I'm like, y'all tripping. I'm like, y'all still mad because the Moors conquered y'all? Damn. <laughs> I was like, I call Continental. You brought me to this conversation country. I need you to get me up out of here. Miss, well, I said, I, uh, uh, what you need from me? I need to go home. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, it was, and that's a whole long, I don't told that story many times, but long yeah, is it, was it a certain part of Spain? I don't remember which part. Um, Okay, so the trip was um, because of the time timing. We had to stay a day in Madrid before going on to Tenerife to the island. And um, even in Madrid, in Tenerife, and back in Madrid, same thing, the same way. Uh, until you know, folks are here. You're talking about oh, they're American, mm-hmm. but then. They still want to follow you around and they come to the table and say, what? I was like, what are you talking to? I ain't eating in here. Shit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, we were called nigger in the street. Um, the indignation from the police, because we got lost. It was hilarious. We were trying to find the shopping area in Tenerife. So we were like, oh, let's stop it. And this is so cliche. I swear, it's so cliche. We stopped at the gas station. There's a cop sitting there eating a donut. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, can you tell us where we can get to? I forgot the plaza. That dude was eating that donut like, it, like 
why are y'all even talking to me? And then that's when I told my friends, I said, hey, if he has that type of indignation on a general question for directions, if anything go down, we are automatically going to be found that fault. And my lawyers don't practice over here. So I'm going home. Y'all stay if y'all want to. Mm-mm. I'm not going back to school. So yeah. there's a lot of places in the world that I have had a beautiful time. Um, I would love to go back if I could once or twice a year. I love Southeast Asia. People are beautiful. So, mm-hmm. and, and Middle East. <laughs> we just like, hey, how you doing? Tell my, <laughs> tell my brother. <laughs> you got to mind. I had a good time in the Middle East too. So. Yeah. What about and you, Joni? Any um, like no-fly zones for you? Um, you know, I... I would agree that Spain is a hard no. I haven't spent a lot of time in Spain. It was more of a kind of layover, stopover kind of situation. Um, But I think personally, you know, and it may be more of because there's a, well, no, I won't say that. I was going to say maybe it was because of a language barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there were certain parts of Germany that were not very friendly. uh, Okay me and I don't and and then my friend was saying also you know because we have a double it's a it's a it's a double-edged sword so you're female mm-hmm. and you're black so you know especially when you speak up for yourself and when you're you know you have this air of, of you know we're equal and a lot of countries don't play that you know it's like you know woman know your place kind of situation right. and then when you're you know then you come and you you know you have this skin it's, it's a total different game. I would agree with Glennis when it comes to Spain. Um, Barcelona, I heard, is a lot more uh, tolerant. than I've heard that too, Joni, and I just haven't gotten up the nerve to say I'd rather spend my money going there than somewhere else that I haven't been yet. But I've heard that people say, well, have you tried the south of Spain? I was like, I thought Tenerife was the south that you could get, but it wasn't. I guess it was a little more west. But um, yeah. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I've heard that. No, no, no. That, that's totally fine. I, I, like I said, I, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was but, watching I was watching this girl's TikTok not too long ago. She was in Italy, and I forgot what city she was in, but she was passing through. And um, she said, um, and this is a Black woman and her Black husband, that um, an Italian woman stopped her and said, honey, I hope you're just, I hope you're not staying here long because you're not safe here. Wow. And she was like, no, ma'am, we're just passing through this city and we're heading somewhere else. But thank you so much. That's it. Do you remember where she was in this? I feel like I, she was in Venice. I feel um, like she was in Venice. You think so? I do not remember. Firenze, I, I can scroll. No I can scroll really quick while y'all talk and try to try to find out. But yeah, I thought that was wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in. Firenze, which is what, the way they say Florence, well, the way the original name for um, Florence is, is Firenze. Mm-hmm. I was there up in Tuscany um, and had no, matter of fact, I did wine tasting by myself all up into Tuscany mm-hmm. and then went to the outlets, spent too much money by myself on the <laughs> charter bus. I mean, I, I and I felt, yeah. and I had no problem because even when I, you know, there is a, lang- a slight language barrier, but once I started talking wine into like the small mm-hmm. restaurants in the piazza, 
they, they just started pouring wine because they were just like, oh my God, you like, try this one. I said, because I want the tagline and the porcini mushroom. He was like, try this, Keontae, try this one, try this one. I was, I was effed up by the time I left. It was like, your hotel right there. We'll make sure you get back. I had no problem. And I was by myself. Well, I wasn't by myself on that trip, but um, the people I was with was working a conference. And I was like, yo, so I'm going to take advantage of the hotel. Why y'all doing that? I'm going to check out the town and the place. It was Naples. Naples. Oh, Naples. That's Naples. it. Naples is a, is, is a little rougher part of it. Is it? Yeah, because I, I remember when we went to um, the Amalfi Coast. We had to stop at Naples, if I remember correctly. We had to stop. We got off at we got off the bus at Naples, and then from Naples we went to Capri. That's where she so, was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was really? a little, it was a little it was a little rough. Which is which is when you say rough, rough, tell me what rough in Italy looks how like. Do, how, like. How are you defining that? Yeah. Let's just say, um. You know, the people, the, the, some of the people were a little bit more suspect, you know? And so the thing about, you know, when you grow up in, um, in urban area, yeah, like New York, Baltimore, DC, like you get to, you, you have your spidey sense about you and it doesn't go away. It might come down a little bit when you travel, Mm -hmm. but if somebody kind of rolls up on you and they look and you looking at them and they looking at you. You know, it kind of turns back on like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, it was that little area, that little bus depot. I'm just kind of going back in my mind what it, you know, trying to remember what it looked like. The little port area, I guess, because we had to take a ferry over. Okay. And it was just, you know, they weren't like, they just looked suspect. They weren't homeless. They didn't look, they weren't begging or anything like that. They just, the energy that they gave was like, they're not, you know, they're really not up to any good. Mm, okay. That's interesting. So to, I'm just trying to follow. So you flew into where then had to take the ferry to, I, I, I'm trying to figure out your so path. We were, we were in Italy. We did a mm-hmm. tour. We did um, Rome. Florence and Venice. Okay. So when we were in Rome, I think I'm, I hope I'm saying this correct because this was back um, some years ago. There was, we had to take like a bus or transportation to get us to the coast, which was Naples. And so Naples was the city that connected. And then we got on a ferry that took us over to Capri. Got you. Okay. Oh, so that it's makes kind sense. Of how you leave Boston, you take the bus to get over to um mm-hmm. I forgot the name of that when you're going to Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard, right. Take mm-hmm. the ferry over, it's kind of like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because Rome seems to have been the um hub or connecting hub if you wanted to go other parts of Italy. And when I was in Florence and I'm um, Tuscany, I was like, I'm gonna spend my time right here. I'm good now. I that we, out. we didn't, you know, we didn't really care too much for Rome, but when we got to when we got to Florence, oh baby, no baby, exactly what shopping malls you're talking about? We, <laughs> we told that place, damn, oh, oh baby, let me tell. <laughs> I love Florence. Yeah, I love that whole area. It's just so quaint. It's beautiful. It is, and the, the people um, were really nice. Uh, so I have a question for really a nice. question for both of y'all. 
Um, If you could suggest to the people an affordable uh, or a less expensive trip for a vacation in or outside the U.S., what would you suggest? I think the grill all day, every day. Okay. Now I stopped in Baltimore. I got the perfect boutique hotel in the grill. All the nice mom and pop places to eat authentic food and they only make enough for that day. So if you miss it, if you know you're not eating leftovers. Mm. The Seven Mile Beach is gorgeous. And we feel like we're at home because from the time you land to the time you get back on the plane, everybody looks like you. So depending on what city you're coming out of. So I'm, if I'm coming out of Chicago, it's definitely cheaper for me to go to Mexico than Jamaica. Okay. Um, one tip that I will tell people is to, like if you have a flight credit, or like, let's say you find a flight deal, go to Miami and then leave Miami and go somewhere in the Caribbean. Your flight for the most part, if you don't mind connecting flights, should be a lot cheaper. So a lot of times people will have like a travel credit. They have just enough money. You know, let's say they have like three, $400 in flight credit, but maybe like, I just looked for a client the other night, that ticket to Jamaica was running a thousand dollars coming out of Chicago. So I said, well, if you want, let's get you, I can get you to Miami on a one way or so for like 150, 175. And then from Miami to Montego Bay, we can get you there for another 325. So you're saving some money and we'll build it as a round trip. But consider that, consider, you know, taking, if you're going to do a connecting flight, try to connect maybe out of Miami, if you're going to the Caribbean and see how that does you, you may save some money that way. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that you can do was a little trick I found uh, a couple days ago is buying points. So Southwest has this uh, sale now where you can buy points and it's like almost half off the price. So Mm -hmm. you don't have enough points in your bank to purchase that ticket full, consider maybe buying, like go through the motions, like you're buying a ticket is going to stop you because you don't have enough points to purchase it. And then they'll ask you, would you like to purchase um, flight um, points? You go to the the full website, not the app on your phone, and then go over there and and purchase your flight ticket over there. And for me, it was cheaper. So that was like, okay, that's a nice little come up I, I, you know, I found. So that's true for Southwest. I'm not sure about other airlines, but I found that that was the deal with Southwest. So from Chicago, lots of deals going to Mexico. Cancun is like straight shot, straight shot. So you can always go to Cancun if you have your passport. You can go there for the cheap, cheap. Um, Well, let me correct myself. I won't say cheap because we we don't do cheap anyway. Let's just say for a lower price point, you can get to Cancun out of Chicago. So, um, I I recommend I love I love I just came back from Jamaica not too long ago. Love Jamaica. Was supposed to go and go over to the grill, but I had to cut my trip short. So I'm actually going to go back and spend some time in the grill and kind of explore the southern part of the island. Um, so yes, I would definitely recommend there. Um, Mexico, if you can get, if you go to Cancun, if you just have like a long weekend, just do Cancun, get you some sun, get you some Mexican food, relax, seafood, go on back to the house. Um, (laughs) In the States, um, you know, I I love California. 
the uh price to the ticket prices are a little crazy going that way um so i would say think about florida if you it just depends on what you want to do so if you want to be a little bit more low-key you're going to bring your own bottles or you're going to pick up something while you're there i like pensacola florida because the beaches are beautiful they're white sandy beaches with turquoise blue water um if you have a family that you want to take with you it's great because you can literally um, rent a condo, you can rent a beach, take your whole family, just and go to the grocery store, load up on your food so you're not safe, you're not buying food every night. And I think it's a great option for families. Or if you're just trying to, you know, take it down a little bit and chill, but you still want to get the sun and you want to feel like you're on the Caribbean, that's where you want to go. So Destin, mm -hmm. Pensacola, Florida, because you'll get the beach um, activity like you are in the Caribbean. I agree. But I love it. I love it. Um, before we move on to our after dark questions, um, tell us about your champagne certification. Oh, my committee champagne. Champagne. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope Tanisha's proud of me because I say champagne. I am. I'm, I'm a city girl. I'm a Chicago girl. We say champagne. Um. <laughs> So basically, uh, Comité is, um, think of, it's just basic, on a basic level, it's a trade association, and it bridges the gap between uh, negociants, growers, house champagnes, um, champagne houses, and uh, the vineyards and everything. So it kind of handles when the disputes come up between those bodies, those people to grow the farmers and the growers and the people who are, you know, selling it and, you know, the marketing behind it. They kind of come in and handle like disputes that they may have, but they also help protect that name, that brand, that champagne brand. So they're responsible for marketing, um, for branding. Um, they work with the government, the French government and regulation. Uh, so all of those things. The beautiful thing about it is that they uh, provided this wonderful platform. If you wanted to learn more about champagne, you could for free. And then if you went further and did the test, you could get your certification. And I won't say it definitely wasn't on level of like the master's champagne. I think through the, um, uh, the gills, the, um, I forgot the, the body that does it, but it's like a master's of champagne program um, that they have. Um, is it Gil Gilsom? I think they, they do it. Um, so it's not that intense, but it's good if you are working in the industry, you want a more in-depth knowledge of champagne. I think it's a great certification to grab. And how long did that process take? Um, like a weekend. It's oh, a lot okay. of videos, like modules, videos that you had to watch, you would test after. And then if you didn't want to go any further, then fine. You just, you know, you went through and you were finished. But if you wanted the certification, I think it was like 50 bucks for the certification. And then you did the test afterwards. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think I started it like that Friday afternoon and by Saturday afternoon, I was done. Oh, okay. So yeah, like I said, it's, it's a really good entry into that area. So if you work in a wine shop or if you just want to know more about champagne, um, it, it's a great thing. And it's a great, it's a great education. It's champagne.fr um, as in France. 
So www.champagne.fr and then it should come up. Okay. So this is the second part of our show. It's been a while since we've gone after dark with somebody. I so know. I have you here. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and so I got some spicy questions for us to answer. And we're going to jump right on in. Hit me. All right. What is your toxic trait? <sighs> so we're talking toxic trait like dating, correct? Any way you want to answer it. Okay. Now y'all not going to get me caught up out here. I'm still a, still taking applications now. So I know that's right, sis. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll, I'll say what I've been told. Um, I have been told that my toxic trait is I will make someone think I'm into them more than I really am. Okay. And, and yeah. I have a good explanation for that. That I'm explains listening. that trait because, you know, as a nurse, you're trained to extract information, correct? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get information out in a, in, a, in a quick amount of time so we can relay it, put pieces together and put your plan of care together. So I, I'm, I'm very much a people person. I'm, I love meeting people and connecting. Um, I probably just, you know, I used to have this, no, you know what? I, I'm gonna say this too. My old toxic trait was I would ghost people. So if I didn't like somebody, we would go out on a date. You probably, if I didn't like you, you just wouldn't hear from me. Now that's really immature. I don't do that anymore. So I think maybe, you know, it's kind of trend, it's kind of moved into this thing where we go out, you think we have a connection, we have a good time. And then I turn around and say, yeah, you know, it was great. I don't think there's a connection here. And you're like, wait a minute now, you were all into me. We had this great conversation. You know, you were, we were drinking. We had a great time. What happened? And I, I, I have no explanation for that other than I just, I'm a great conversationalist. I think I know how to, uh, you know, find that level with people and communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because we did, doesn't mean, you know, that you did mm-hmm. it. For me. So I think that's my toxic trait. What's yours? What's your toxic trait, Sarita? I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like being by myself. And, and sometimes, um, I can be very moody. Like, I don't want you to leave. I just don't want you to bother me. Like, can you just sit here and be quiet? And that's it. Yeah. Don't talk. I don't need you to talk. I'm I'm with that one too. Mm -hmm. I would definitely Mm -hmm. like when I get married, you know, I, I need my space or, you know, I have to be with someone that's understanding that, Travel was a big part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So, and I love solo traveling now. So Ooh. I don't always want to go with you. It doesn't yeah. mean I don't love you, babe. Mm-hmm. It just means that I need my me time. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's a, it keeps me interesting when right. I <laughs> stay in touch with who I am and discover things and come back and tell you about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, I'm, I'm with you on that when I think that I'm an introvert, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm complicated. Yeah. I am. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we all are. Yeah, <laughs> Glennis. Well, you said that when I, as an only child, 
and my mother could tell you, you know, like, well, damn, when is my child? She ain't around. I'd be up in my room chilling, do got my snack, don't need nobody else. And nothing has changed since then. I am just mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, it's not that I don't want you around, but I don't have to be up under you, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be up under me. So I totally agree with you on that. So no need to, to belabor that. I think the other one that only a few people really understand is, and a lot of people don't do it. So it's shocking when it happens, but I am very quick to let you know when you have crossed your boundary. Mm. I'm not going to let you constantly do it to the point where I I blow up. I could just meet you like, yo, ho, ho, mm -mm. no, that ain't how we going to do this. (laughs) No, mm -mm. you you don't know me like that, you know, and in there and in a man's mind and I, it was a good, good, a good girlfriend. I call her good, a GGF. We like, she's like, yo, GGF, I need to learn how to do that. Because it, sitting down in a wine bar in New Orleans, I'll never forget one of her friends, one of her male friends, we just having glasses of wine. And he made a comment. I don't know if it was about my chest. I was like, mm, I don't know you like that. You were, yo. Mm-hmm. So I'm quickly to say, these are the boundaries. And a, a man might think he was flirting, but that, it was not a cute flirt, dude. I mean, it's just like if they. So I know the stories that they feel about American women when they come over to Jamaica, and I, I, we've all heard the stories. We know. So, mm-hmm. but you can't treat every woman that you think that every woman that comes across you that you come across is on that. I'm not. I'm literally here resting, and you're bothering my peace, babe. I need you to right. move. Right. Um, you know, and it's just like they are, he, I'll say, automatically assumed that, you know, it was supposed to be this sexual interaction between us. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're exactly right, Joni. And until you establish a relationship in the area, they just, it's like bees to honey and they make the assumption, oh, African or black women, even white women, are down there to get that quick hookup with this Jamaican man. And you be like, mm. and at, to the point where I'll never forget, I was me and two other friends are walking down Seven Mile Beach, going to another little, you know, you go leave your hotel, you go to another little beachside bar. And along the beach, for for our listeners who have never been there, are a lot of booth, little, little shops where people are selling their wares regardless of whether they just have a shack set up selling beer or whatever. And I'll never forget, we're walking by and men will, they'll see you walking, they'll walk up to you. And I was passing this, I remember these older women sitting there selling stuff. And these guys, and I told the guys, I said, yo, brother, I said, love you to death, but I'm here for the sun, the sand, and the beach. I'm not here for that. And he was like, okay, my sister, blah, 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 and left me alone. On the way back, the woman said, sister, sister, come over here. She said, I'm not trying to tell you something. She said, I like what you said to him. Because a lot of people, a lot of women come down here, and that's what they're about. But you was short and to the point, and you said what you were about. She said, I ain't trying to say nothing. And she was a Jamaican woman, and a lot of Jamaican women don't like other women. Period. I'm going to tell you right now. So be careful how you approach and talk to some of them too. All right. Next question. Now, I don't have the answer for this. Um, so you can take this how, how you want to. Um, best city 
to meet a jump off. Now, I like when I wrote this question, I was like, oh, they could take it two ways. You could take it like to meet, like initially meet someone or where you can plan to meet a jump off you've already established something with. So however you want to answer it. Um, I personally, I've, I think New Orleans. Really? Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm. Most of the time when you go, when you go to New Orleans, if I go, you go, there's a group of guys going or a group of girls going, depending on what your preference is. We're going with the mindset that we're going to have a good time anyway. Right. So I'm already mentally, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the fun. New Orleans has mostly everything you need in order to make that happen. There's an abundance of alcohol. There's good food. You got um, strip clubs. I mean, you, it's just everything. And the way that New Orleans, native New Orleans get down, like they, they just love to have a good time. They want to eat like the whole thing that Southern hospitality, you're going to get, they won't, they want to make sure that you have a good time. So I find New Orleans men to be um, New Orleans men. Am I saying that correctly? I'm not sure. New Orleanians. New Orleans. Correct. I find um, their men to be very hospitable. They that don't. accent, honey, gets me um, every time. That child. accent alone, baby girl. Let me <laughs> I I love it. I love it. Um, every time I've ever gone to New Orleans, I've I've always had a good time. If you know, met a young man, we spent some time together. We've always had a great time. All hands down. From baby, me, let me tell you, baby. Always New Orleans. Baby, so that accent here, alone, baby, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, let me tell you, meet me over here. Let's talk. And then they had that deep voice too. So it's like, you know, and then I don't know. It's just something about a New Orleans man. Man, oh my, I mean Southern man alone because of that accent. But New Orleans, yeah, they do it for me every time. Yeah. Every time. I would have to agree with you on that. When I guess that would be that would be a place because when I've gone to New Orleans outside of a big event, you know, like SS Fest or something like that, but just being down there, cause I have some good friends from Howard that are from there. And that if I go with them, we just hanging out. I'm like, damn, this is where all the men are. Mm-hmm. It's a flip from DC. I feel like it's 10 to one. I was like, it's men for the ground. They find this shit. What is going on? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would have to agree with New Orleans as well. I would definitely have to agree with New Orleans. I haven't been D- I've been to D.C. a few times, and I haven't experienced that. Our men are weird. I, I, Glennis, you can tap in. I, well, it's because they're spoiled here. It's 10 to 1. Easy. Yeah. It's been like that forever. Yeah. Pickens is... Uh, you, might, you might find a jump off, and that's all it's going to be, and you don't know what you're going to get when you jump mm. off yeah yeah this, is, I, this ain't the place yeah this ain't. <laughs> and it's and the thing is the thing is it can fool you because if you visit here for a weekend on a good weekend you think you yep. think it's a lot of dudes here but it's really yep. not it's not, not. It's, we no. have a lot of we have a lot of black excellence here and we yep. hang in the same spots in the same areas so you yep. might come here especially if 
you don't live in a black city. You might come here and just have a fantastic time. We can give you a good time now. We can give right. you that. Exactly. But, but nah, other than that, nah. Mm-hmm. Flirting. Send a drink or slide in the DMs. Send a drink. Drink. Oh. I'm a wuss. I'm a I'm a sliding DMs. I I I am a wuss. I I because I let me tell you, I am it went left when I tried to do that once. I thought I was being real cute. And the <laughs> dude got the drink, drank the drink, and didn't say shit. So I was like, okay, all right. Well, that was a fail. Never doing that again. So no, I think um, I mean, there are two, there are two different scenarios scenarios, right? So mm-hmm. one is in person, the other one is definitely uh virtual or yeah. Different on your phone um unless it's like you recognize the person at the bar and you're <laughs> the DM that way but that would that's not that's weird, weird. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i think that um for me sending a drink is a lot more personal it's a lot more me saying i really want to get to know who you are because especially if i don't do clubs for that very reason because i can't get to i can't get in tune with my bartender which is very important to me. Right. Um, so if I if I'm in tune with the bartender, I can, hey, yo, what what's you know, shorty right what's there? What's old boy drinking, what's right? Drinking? And then he'll say, Oh, he got a Jack Daniels. I'm like, Jack Daniels, oh, no. let's give him a such and such and such and such. Or, you know, he he got a he had a he got a he had a Hennessy or whatever, or, you know, a Remy. Remy, all right, let me slide, give him that uh that Pierre Ferrand XO or, you know, something like that. See how you like that. Just elevate it a little. Not I like the much. style. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Not too much, but just a little bit to say, hey, I might be able to show you a little something. Okay. So it's working like it. in the past. I, that's, that's all I can say. But I'm, right. say, I'm more likely to buy you a drink. Gotcha. <laughs> Name a cocktail or spirit you regret drinking. Now, whether you want to tell the story behind that, totally up to you. But mm-hmm. what's something you regret drinking? Cheap tequila. Tequila Ooh. sunrise. Yes, Glennis. Cheap tequila. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that next day, hugging that yeah. tiny tequila, tequila sunrise is a double threat because you get, they're not going to put top shelf tequila in there. And then you got all this sugary stuff from the juice in the, the, the triple second stuff that they're using. So you're going to be sick as a dog. Mm. And I can specifically remember my 20s uh, being on vacation and finding out about a tequila sunrise, which at that time tasted really, really good. So we just drinking them, drinking them, drinking them. And then, yeah, the next day, just leave me at the throne. Mm. Leave me here alone. <laughs> leave me here. Put a blanket on me. I'll be fine. Just put a blanket on me. Pillow <laughs> on the floor. I'm not moving. I'm right here at this toilet. Because I, I, you can't go nowhere. Terrible. Ditto. I, I totally agree. Cheap to kill. Uh, God, no, it's got some cheap to kill porn. And with heavy pores, mm. drove mm. home talking, drunk, talking to the street. Was like, okay, car. You're coming into a curb lean. And I'm in the car <laughs> leaning with the curb. And it might be red, so I'm lifting up my legs. Like, okay, get ready to stop. Okay, you're almost there. We're almost there. Okay, stop. You have to like get home, park the car. Can't remember the fuck park the car. Call the cops. Somebody stole my car. I guess you know. I'm looking out the wrong <laughs> at the window. I'm that side of the apartment, not the other side of the apartment. Didn't realize while I'm on the phone with the cop that I know where the car is. 
So then I'm like, oh shit. Oh, my roommate had the car, she just walked in. I'm sorry to bother you, click. Girl, girl, We might girl. want to insert the squirrel sweet uh, disclaimer uh, about <laughs> drinking and driving and <laughs> Wow. Girl, I drove from Suitland that night all the way to downtown DC back to Howard. Yeah, Long Island sees and cheap shots of tequila. Oh my God. No. Girl, I, and literally, I'm telling you, I talked myself all the way home. Mm. Wow. Okay, that line is getting close. So you need to stay on this side of Let me tell you, if they had a mic my car, they were like, knock her ass up with St. East because she's talking to somebody in, the in that car. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Tequila. Uh... Wow, a bad girl. Yeah, keep to kill. Wow. Um, I mean, I've I've had some really bad experiences with cheap liquor that I and I had to give it up a long time ago. So I have very similar stories. Um, Glennis, yours goes in the books. That's just yeah, yeah. That's a great <laughs> one. But I realized that I also cannot drink cheap wine. Okay. Um, this was a few months ago. I was out with two of my homegirls. Um, we're all married, but they're a moms. They are moms. They don't get out often. So we went from happy hour to this place across the street that turns into a club at night. And we were on A Street. I was like, guys, I don't, I don't know if we belong in here. And they were like, oh no, I mean, we don't want the night to end. So we go in. I'm like, oh God, this is not going to be good. So we get to the bar and um, I was like, I just want a glass of wine. Cause no, we had, we went to happy hour. We had wine and cocktails. And I was like, I'm already feeling fine. I don't know where this is going to lead me. Anyway, long story short, I ended up drinking red wine, just two glasses of red wine from that place. The next morning, my head was about to explode. I was like, that's, see, this is why, this is why. Mm -hmm. Just, just don't do it. Anything they served you at a threesome wine. We not mentioning, I don't know if you (laughs) mentioned labels. So I said that threesome wine. (laughs) Girl, if they bad, they bad. Because yeah. I'm not giving these people no passes. And I don't want none of our listeners to be yeah. like, oh, y'all ain't tell me. Well, here yeah. it is. Do not yeah. drink this here mess right here. But you know, and too, like, that's what I feel like when you know you're going out to drink, you got to pregame pro- correctly. Hmm. And that's for me, it's it's proper hydration. So you got to make sure you get yeah. enough water. I like the, um, the electrolyte shots. What do they call them? The meal shots or something like that with the B complex vitamins. Then I'm here. Wait, hold on, hold on, RN, because well, I don't know what you're talking about. What does it come in? Is it something you pour in water? Like the yeah. Oh, like okay. The little meal squirts. They're in the grocery section with the Kool Aid. Okay. I'm looking okay. to see if I got any left. Yeah. Okay. Extra electrolytes that you lose when you're because alcohol dehydrates you. Right. So mm-hmm. the water. Rehydrate it, 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 so the water does rehydrate you, but you need that little extra bump from the electrolytes to kind of replace what you're losing. Losing and pickle juice, pickle juice, really? Yes, ma'am. If you are at the bar and you're drinking like spirits, so you know you're doing cocktails and stuff, and you're trying to get lit, get it, get you a shot of pickle juice, really. That's why bars serve like um, olives because well, I said they eat all the olives. Mm-hmm. But that it's the same thing. That's why I I, I don't remember uh, the chemical 
reason why, but it's something about the salt with the fluid and the way it, your body processes it. So it kind of helps curb that hangover. Okay. Well, it, it, okay. the pickle itself or cucumber is a hydrating vegetable, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, mile high or train ride? I don't know if there's like uh, another description for doing your do on the train, but mile high or train ride? Their bathrooms are bigger. Train. 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 Yeah. Unless I'm on Emirates at first class and they got a shower in that joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what I If you have the apartment, the apartment, um, Beats now that they have on those yep. A38. Right. Yeah. You can get the apartment one on Emiratis. I say go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go better have to do the train. Because that little old bathroom. We got some room. Exactly. Get out. (laughs) Move around a little bit. bit. There you go. (laughs) All right. Last one. Shot or edible? So as a healthcare professional, I don't partake. Okay. So I've never had an edible before. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what it does. I'm gonna have to say. I mean, of course, you know, I've had weed before. Mm-hmm. You know, before I became a professional. <clears throat> right. I don't know who listening to this uh, hip hop. Uh-huh. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> but no. Um, if it's anything like that, then I would say an edible mm. more so than a shot. Cause shots okay. take a while. You you need a few of them. Yeah, and then when they hit, you don't way past your limit. Yeah, you know. So I, I would say an edible if my if I'm going to use my imagination. Okay. My go to would be a shot because I don't even know where to go buy them. But I've had um my one one of my little brothers. He's bigger than me. Gave me like. It's like, I'm only going to give you a piece of this brownie. And I swear mm. it was the size of a piece of excellence. And I'm sitting out there, we drinking. I was like, oh, shit. Here you go. Because <laughs> I like to be in control. And I don't like any type of substance to make me lose control where I can't get yeah. my ass home safely. Right? So I always tell yourself, don't get so weird that you can't talk yourself out of it. At least for 10 minutes till you can get somewhere safe. Right? That's my motto. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I got really sleepy all of a sudden. Mm. Oh, shit, that must be that, because this ain't liquor, because it's a totally different feeling. Hold <laughs> up. And then I'm, I'm saying, oh. <laughs> so like this one. <laughs> oh, it's about time. So I'm saying, self, about time for you to take your ass home mm. and get in the bed. Because one, I don't like to be embarrassed. Two, you ain't going to talk about me for the rest of your life, because you had to take me <laughs> No. So those things get me together and I could be cold up. Be like, okay, y'all gotta go. Mm-mm. So yeah, I, I I like the more feeling of the gradual mm-hmm. ecstasy you get from a spirit or yeah. some wine versus that yeah. other stuff. Cause when it hits like boom, you're yeah. like, oh. Mm. So I have a, I have a friend who makes products 
And she not only makes edibles, but she makes infused juices. Mm. That, I like the infused juices and the teas um, because to me, it hits you a little more like a spirit or wine rather nice. than smacks you out of nowhere like an edible would. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I will do like an infused juice. Um, and I can only do that at home because like you, Glennis, it makes me really, really relaxed and I go to sleep. I sleep like a log. It's wonderful. Yeah. But, um, no, I've never done an actual edible before because I've seen the reactions of other people. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I got so many vices. I got enough. I'm good. Joni, this was so fun. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Me. I hope I didn't embarrass y'all too bad. Y'all Girl, have please. Me. So good. Please, child. Let me and let me say this before we go, because I am a personal believer in giving people their flowers when I can. Um, you guys, along with uh the color of wine, we're all sisters in in wine in wine space and you guys with this podcast, I know I met Glennis in New Orleans a few years ago at mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Hugh Society's event when you guys uh-huh. were live there. And I didn't get a chance to say it, so I want to say it now. I appreciate the work that you do. It is very much needed. It is very much appreciated because for so long, a lot of us didn't know that we had a place in this business. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that we mattered in this business, that Mm -hmm. our opinion mattered and that it could be possible for us to, uh, you know, get together and talk about wine on another level this way. And you guys are connecting us with all of the different winemakers and the brands and listening to our stories. It's been a wonderful treat. You guys, uh, I've been listening to you guys for years. And those days when I was in on the corporate side, on the road all the time, I would listen, put you guys in the car and would just ride out for hours trying to get to my next uh, client, my next destination. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything that you do. It is not in vain. I know that this work gets hard, but keep pushing, keep going. And just thank you so much. You guys are really appreciated. Wow. Well, thank you well, so we much thank for that. You. We, we totally appreciate it. Yeah. And maybe we can collaborate and do something a podcast seek and sip abroad mm. yes let's do it uh, uh, yeah we're getting back it's, in the streets real soon yeah. I would love to. yeah let's definitely do that but also what are you drinking before we go i see you lifted a glass and sarita you lifted a yeah. glass i already said what i was drinking from living roots but mm-hmm. we didn't go down that road before we say good night to everybody well i am having a glass of champagne <laughs> uh, <laughs> champagne for us Americans. Um, this is one of my favorite champagnes. It's a grower champagne. It's RH uh, RH Coutier. So um, it's a great value for uh, the 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 juice that's in a bottle. It's a great value. It's a it's a Grand Cru cuvee. Eighty uh, percent Pinot Noir, twenty percent uh, Chardonnay. Nice. Um, so if you are someone that likes the red, the red fruit and wine, this is one that you may want to really try out. It's very complex. So on one, one note, I may get some earthiness, but on the other one, 
I get a little little um, hint of red fruit in there. And the, the mousse is just so good. I love it. That's key for me. That is so and key. Yeah. That's why I drink a lot of Cremant. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I found the consistency for me. I get my some great mousse on any Cremant I pop a, a bottle up, open up. So, so I will definitely have to try that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. I think people who kind of run to um the more well-known brands and they spend 60, 70, 80 bucks for yeah. a bottle of champagne, this bottle is with tax, maybe no less than no more than 40 bucks. Oh nice. wow. Do you yeah. have it there? Can you just show it in your camera? Uh, let me grab it really quick. Can you guys see? Oh, okay. That's a pretty label. Ooh. Move it Turn over it just, just a little, little bit. bit. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Cute. Nice. Okay. Okay. So yeah, check it out. Let me know. Um, tell me what you guys think. No, that's nice. What you drink, Ray? So I am drinking a Merlot from Bulgaria. I um, really, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It um, this actually was left over from one of my holiday boxes. It was one of the I don't know the twelve wines I got, but it's called Twelve Generations Merlot. Just a mm. little bottle. It's actually very good. <clears throat> I had a terrible craving for brownies earlier. This is the, the type of stuff you do when you work at home. I had a horrible <laughs> craving for brownies earlier. And I was like, well, on my break, I'm going to make brownies. And that's exactly what the fuck I did. I made a whole pan of brownies, brownies. <laughs> and they came out perfect. And I was like, well, I need something red today. Even though it's hot, I'm not outside. So I opened this up and they paired nicely. So same yeah. with me. I, had, I just yeah. had a taste for red and yeah. Young. Yeah. This race is just phenomenal. Oh, great, Sarita. Thanks. Now I want some brownies. Well, girl. <laughs> I mean, and and you know what I ate first? It was the corner, the crispy edges on the yeah, That's girl. what I oh. eat first too. The crispy edges. Oh. I, just, I just leave the Man. middle up. If you take a pan of brownies out and you say, Glenn, can you cut this? Sure. I'm just gonna cut all the inside and take that out and I'm gonna yep. leave this in the in, in the kitchen. Man. And don't yeah. add some ice cream. Oh, well, I had it all the mold because you know I did. I, I had, had a whipped yeah. cream, honey. I mm. can put whipped cream on anything. Man, yeah, so. well, okay. I don't put syrup on my pancakes. I whipped cream, honey. No, when y'all come to Chicago, I have to take you to one of my brec- my favorite breakfast spots. They make the best blueberry pancakes in Girl. the country. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. we, we are early risers. We will get up for breakfast, honey. Well, yeah. to get in this spot, you're going to have right to get here. early. Okay. Thank That's you. fine. This crew, we'd be like, yo, so. Yeah, me, on. you, and Leslie. Oh, yeah, we'd we be up. We'd <laughs> <laughs> be up. We'd be like, what? Yeah. like, what we doing? What we eating? And let what me tell doing? you something before, Joni, before you hang out with us. Or you hang out. Leslie and Glennis will drink you down and be totally fine, okay? Oh, let me like tell you me. something. I cannot. I can never outdrink them. Never. Never. <laughs> First of all, been trying to tell this youngster I'm a little bit older. Than her, so I've been around a lot. <laughs> and we, we will have to turn the recording off and tell you how I really started drinking. Uh-oh. And it was beer. Miller mm-hmm. Nips. And that's because, you know, I had family. Yeah. And they, so yeah. can you get one? And we'll get one from us, such and such. And we'll have one ourselves. Same. Child, I've been right. making cocktails since I was four. Right. Okay. 
Well, you those can Friday probably night, have. those Friday night fish fries when daddy uh, got paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn that blue shot house. You like, yeah. Oh, you know what time? Y'all go is. in that room. Okay, what y'all doing in this room with my nosy? <laughs> because when you met Glennis in New Orleans, my God, New Orleans, I, I felt like I was dying. I felt like I was dying. Because it was my birthday. birthday. Glennis's birthday. Uh, we're just, it's, of course, it's New Orleans. We uh, we knew we wouldn't have access to a whole lot of wine. So everybody bought bottles. So the house we stayed in was just full of wine. Full, you know, we have bottles. <laughs> and then we got, oh, love you, Isaiah Thomas. If you listening, then he gave us a bottle. Yeah. Of Cheryl and champagne. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, okay, y'all, we're going to open this for my birthday. We up and down the hallway taking videos in the house. Turn up. They had nowhere yeah. to go. Turning bottles up. The next morning, I was like, I would just, <laughs> I just want to lay on the floor. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> but see, that goes back to why New Orleans is my, one of my favorite cities. Yeah, same, same. I love New Orleans yes, to yes. death. Let me tell you yeah. something. I cannot wait to next next month. It. It's going down. I, I just so I did you organize a trip to New Orleans for no sales? So this is uh this is this will be technically it's a business trip. Ah technically. Gotcha. Um, but I do uh um next year because I kind of took a break from the group trips this year. So what yeah. I've been doing professionally is just uh writing that, and that's pretty much what sustained the business was writing itinerary uh through covid so people will reach out to me hey i want to go to napa hey i want to go oh, here oh nice, nice. that's go. very smart because they didn't necessarily need my travel services because a lot of people had travel vouchers so they just kind of mm. booked stuff on their own and i was like all right cool i'll write it this is how much i charge and you know if you want me to organize the stuff and reach out to the you know and get your dinner stuff booked so it's like the concierge kind of side they still want it but they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need a packaged um, travel service. Mm-hmm. And now that tide mm-hmm. is kind of turning back around towards people are now seeking our services more. They're like, okay, yeah. too much. Don't want to do it. I just yeah. want to pay you and I want to go. I want to have a good time and come home. So right. like, next year, um, I'm in the process now of finalizing contracts for 2023, 2024. Nice. Um, and then, then to you know, just keeping it 100, I'll also be out of nursing god willing by right. then so it'll be 100 percent focused on that um i just have a like i said i have a couple things planned this year more so local events i want to kind of get out to the different cities where my clients are and you know go to dinner so i'm starting these dinner and cocktail series starting in chicago where we kind of just get together with a brand we learn about that brand we have a great dinner great meal great conversation and it's just all about building the seek and sip community. Mm, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, let us know when you're in the DC area. I'm definitely. Will now, now, yeah. now. I definitely, you know, definitely will. So you guys okay. can come out. And, you know, it, I've had a very good response to it. I'm very excited about it. And then the itineraries that I do have coming up for the next few years, man, I'm just, I was, uh, got, you know, Tanisha's going to be helping me out with the ones for Paris. You know, I can't wait to, you know, partner with her for those things too. So it's going to be amazing. I'm excited. I hope everybody else is excited to get back out these travel streets because we outside. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh, really quick before we uh, stop recording, tell everybody where they can follow you and what's the best route to contact you if they want your help with travel. Yeah, exactly. so, um, I am on all social media platforms except for TikTok. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, y'all. It's, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> IG, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Seek and Sip, um, um, at Seek and Sip. Uh, my website is the best place uh, to also access my email address. If you go on my IG bio, uh, you click the link for the bio. There's a page that pops up. You can join my email list. That way you'll have first um, first uh, dibs to all of the announcements and the trips when they drop. You'll be able to get on really quick. Um, the tickets for the uh, dinner and a cocktail series will also be listed on my website, www.seekandsip.com. Um, I'm, I'm here and I'm always available, nice. you know, so it, it ain't hard to find me. I'm the only one out there with this name, so... <laughs> Thanks for joining the Swirl Speed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up, Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Speed podcast account at Swirl Speed. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vime Me Up Media.